0: when I can help them to, to break free and really realize their power, you know, inside their power and their choices, the, the, the inherent divinity that they have, right. And bring that out. um, I think that's just such a such a beautiful thing to to witness and experience
1: what's going on guys today welcome to the right now show today i got gabrielle grandel and she's known as the gut goddess she's a functional nutritionist and she helps people take control of their gut health and reclaim their freedom welcome to the show gabrielle
0: thanks zach i'm happy to be here appreciate you having me on
1: for sure so why is gut health why is it so important
0: Well, um, you know, it's so much of our, number one, one of our, uh, things we think about is so much of our immune system is housed in the lining of the intestines, like over 80% of our immune system. So, you know, it's, it's the epicenter of keeping us healthy. Um, and then also, um, you know, metabolism, uh, metabolism, digestion, everything that we take into our body, um, you know, it's it all is dependent on the quality of how well we're going to actually utilize that um, that source and then feed our tissues and organs and, and things like that. We also have learned, you know, the gut-brain connection. Um, so, you know, we make a lot of uh, neurotransmitters um, in our gut, and so that impacts our, our mental health. And I just think there's really no area of the body when we think about, um, optimizing our health, it can't be improved by getting our, our gut in a, in a better working
1: order. Yeah. So like when people come to you, what are some of the main, um, problems they're having?
0: So my wheelhouse is mostly like digestive disorders and autoimmune conditions. So things like, you know, IBS, IBD, like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, um, food allergies, food sensitivities, um, celiac disease, and other autoimmune things like arthritis, lupus, um, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, you know, cause again, so, so much of our immune system resides in our intestines. And so I really believe that that's like the root of all um, autoimmune diseases. Um, but so people are experiencing digestive upset, you know, pain, um, whether that be like headaches or joint pain or body pain. Um, I also see a lot of skin conditions like eczema and, you know, psoriasis and acne and rashes and things of that nature. Of course, a lot of people, you know, are overweight and, and want to, to lose weight. Um, but yeah, sleep, sleep challenges, hormonal imbalances,
1: mm. you know, it's,
0: um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but when you, when you really drill down to, um, to what's going on in the gut, a lot of times we can, we can really, um, course, correct those things.
1: Got it. Yeah. Would you say your health basically starts in your gut? Would you say that?
0: I would, I would say that you can't really be well unless your gut is, is fully well. And, you know, many people don't really have GI symptoms either. You know, I, I definitely see a lot of people that do, but you can have um, a gut that, that that landscape and that environment's not ideal and it's manifesting in other ways, like neurologically or again, in your skin or, or whatever it might be. Um, and, you, and you might not really be able to wrap your head around that because you're not having the kind of the classic uh, GI symptoms.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I want to go into like hydration and the types of different water cuz I feel like that probably has a pretty big impact, like filtered water, um if you're drinking water from the tap, like all the different chemicals in the water, that kind of thing. So, what kind of water do you recommend that people drink?
0: Yeah, so personally, I think um never drinking from the tap, you know, as much as possible cuz there's so much garbage that they allow in our our water system, but um, yeah, reverse osmosis is is the way that I I do things, um, and you know I think that's a good uh, starting point. There's different systems out there that you can you can purchase, and then you use the tap water and filter it through, and then remineralizing that water um, I think is important. Um, you know, there's a lot of trying to steer people away from from bottled water too as much as possible because of the what we find in the bottled waters. And then of course the plastic exposure, you know, we don't need any more of that than we already have. Um, so, but I, I would say that some bottled waters are definitely a step up from, from tap water. So, you know, it's all kind of relative trying to meet people where they are and then, you know, continue to improve that.
1: Yeah. So what happens to your gut health or your hormones, if you choose to eat water, uh, from the tap?
0: Well, I mean, we know that there's pesticides in the water, there's hormones in the water, there's medications and things like that. So, you know, we, we want to do what we can do to try and, and feed the good uh, gut bacteria and not promote, you know, healthy, unhealthy um, microbes growing. Of course, there's also microbes in the water too. Um, and, you know, so I don't know, thinking about it from that aspect and then just trying to limit overall toxic burden on the system um, and then of course hydration is is really important for all the tissues and and organs and things
1: yeah for sure so what is that reverse osmosis I, I don't know if I've heard of that before what does that do
0: so it's just it's filtering out all those like petrochemicals and yeah. you know um, yeah all the all the toxins and stuff like that fluoride yeah. and things Um, but with that, you know, it takes out the the minerals and things like that too. So it kind of strips it pretty bare. And then that's why it's important to remineralize. I also want people to remember too, you know, if you eat more fruits and vegetables, um, you don't have to drink as much water, right. Because you're getting, you're getting the water from the food.
1: Very true. Yeah. How about, uh, for the sports people out there that, you know, they're running, maybe they're endurance athletes. We have a lot of them that been on the show before um how about electrolytes magnesium sodium potassium how much does that impact the gut
0: Mm, i mean i think it's important you know everybody's an individual right so i would want to understand more about what's going on with their kidneys and with their mineral levels i can certainly test for those kinds of things um I don't think about it necessarily as like a direct correlation with improving your gut health, ne- gut health necessarily. Um, I just think about it as like a way to help make sure that everything's on point that you're getting, you know, you're getting the, uh, the minerals where they need to go and that you're able to detoxify like you need to
1: Makes sense. So I want to go into uh, nutrition now. Um, worst foods and then we'll go best foods. So like the worst foods that you could eat for your gut, obviously it's different person by person, but just, uh, talking from, you know, a whole scale, what are some of the worst foods that you can eat? Yeah. And,
0: and I think on that point, I just, I do want to mention that when it comes to nutrition, I think the answer is always, it depends because everybody is, is a different, um, is an individual, uh, So I don't I don't necessarily like to classify things as being like good or bad or worse or or best or those kinds of things. But um, but when I think about things that are really going to going to impact your gut negatively, I do think about sugar. I think about genetically modified foods. um, I think about seed oils. I think about things with like gums and preservatives in them, um, artificial sweeteners. And, you know, the reason for that is, or part of the reason is because of how those will promote the growth of the, the bacteria that we don't, uh, want or the other kinds of microbes that we don't want, um, and just impact like the lining of the gut and just the overall, um, mechanisms there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the foods that you mentioned, like the seed oils and the sugars and the pesticides and the genetically modified foods, a lot of those foods, people don't even know what they're like, they're in the ingredient list, but they don't know that they're in the ingredient list. Like they go to McDonald's, they don't even know what's in that food. So so many people, they aren't aware of what they're consuming. So how can they become more aware of? of these foods? Like, what do they have to look for on their nutrition label? Because, you know, you go in the grocery store and you, uh, you nutrition bars, for example, they say they're all natural stuff like that. All these healthy words, but they're not actually healthy. So how can people become more aware? What, what ingredients should they be looking for?
0: Yeah, there is a lot of what we call like the greenwashing, right? Where there's a lot of, um, misinformation and, uh, keywords and tag words that pull people in. Um, And they think they're doing a a service for themselves. And in reality, you know, they're not. Um, So things to look for, um, you know, like, for example, on that topic of like protein bars or or bars, you know, uh, and really just in general, I mean, you want to be able to read the ingredients and know what you're reading. You want to see like foods or plants or things that are not um, chemicals right? The shorter the list, the better, the less ingredients, the better. Um, those are some kind of good rules of thumb. Um, you know, staying away from things with like canola oil, vegetable oil, uh, soybean oil, um, safflower, sunflower, you know, looking for things that have like coconut oil maybe, or extra virgin olive oil. A lot of the bars aren't necessarily going to have oils like the cleaner ones. You know, you'll think about things like, um, you know, maybe pea protein or when it, like if you're looking for a plant-based something or other that it would be like, you know, legumes and seeds and nuts and maybe, you know, fruit or or chocolate or something that they've added to it that, that is going to sweeten it up. Um, And with like other kinds of protein bars, like, you know, meat sticks and things i think are are really valuable um so when you read the ingredients of that it's just going to be beef or turkey or chicken and maybe salt um you know and it's there's not going to be a bunch of preservatives like gums or um or different fillers and things like that artificial sweeteners mm. you know so like artificial sweeteners and sugar alcohols would be things that end in OL. So things like yeah. xylitol or mannitol or sorbitol or something like that.
1: Yeah. How about uh, yeah, artificial sweeteners? Why are they bad and which ones are good and which ones are bad or are they all bad?
0: I really think it's best to stay with mother nature sweeteners. So honey and maple syrup and coconut palm sugar, um, stevia, monk fruit, like there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of options. Um, and again, it just comes back to feeding the bacteria and, and things that we don't, we don't want to feed those kind of bacteria. We don't want them to ferment those, um, those sugar alcohols. And then the symptoms a lot of times are like bloating or gas or distension or other GI, uh, upset.
1: For sure. For sure. Now, uh, what does your diet look like in particular?
0: So, I mean, I just try to eat as much whole live food as possible. Um, and, you know, I'm, I've, I emphasize my protein in my, my, my diet. So um, I'm an advocate for high quality animal protein. Um, I do serve clients that are vegetarian or vegan, you know, for different reasons. And we can certainly, you know, work to achieve their, their goals. But personally, I feel better when I eat um, animal protein. And so I prioritize that. And then, um, you know, try to get uh, like eight to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Um, and then other things like nuts and seeds and beans. I'm, I'm personally trying to work in more legumes to my, um, to my diet. Um, but I mean, you know, sometimes I'll have some processed stuff too, like, you know, some gluten-free pasta or bread or um, whatever, you know, some chips yeah. or... Or something. Um, yeah, I don't always keep it completely like whole foods, but that's the, that's the bulk of my, that's the bulk of my diet. Cause I feel the best when I eat that way. I try yeah, to stay. I mean, exactly. too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so what are some of the best foods that people can eat for their, for their health, for their gut health?
0: Yeah. Um, so it's really, I mean, again, it, it depends where they're at, you know, because if I have somebody that, has a dysbiotic gut, right? So they have a lot of imbalances in their gut, or maybe they, they have impaired digestive function. And then, so they're not really able to break down their proteins or or whatnot. Um, You know, it's, it's all kind of relative. So I I just, I think that it's about thinking about getting as close to mother nature as possible, the least, least amount of processed stuff you can do. Um, you know, so some vegetables and things like that are really good for people depending on, you know, some certain kinds of fiber are really good for people depending on Mm -hmm. where they, where they are. But if they have an overgrowth of bacteria and I start to give them a bunch of these, you know, prebiotic foods like artichokes and, you know, asparagus and jicama and whatnot, it's going to feed those bacteria. And then they're actually going to have a lot of problems as a result of that. You know, or if I say, hey, increase your protein, but really they don't have enough hydrochloric acid or whatever to break down that that meat, they're going to feel not so great. You know, so I want to have more of a conversation about what's really going on with them before I make those kind of recommendations. But I think, um, you know, stuff like bone broth is really healing, um, like collagen peptides, again, Mm -hmm. a wide Mm -hmm. variety of fiber you know, fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi and different kinds of yogurts and things like that. A lot of that stuff can be really, really helpful um, if you're if you're already kind of, you know, doing well in that department. Otherwise, yeah. we have to sort of build it, build it up.
1: Makes sense. Have you heard of a uh, Dr. Gary Brecka? I haven't. No. Okay. Yeah, he's a uh, oh. he does these genetic um, testing and blood testing. And basically you can see like all your genes and like what foods you're going to respond to and how you're going to respond to them. Um, and a big one that people struggle with, I think it's folic acid. And, uh, I think it comes from like rice, pastas, um, like whole grains. So what are your, what's your opinion on, you know, those whole grains that most people eat a lot of, they like, sometimes it's almost like half their diet, like the cereals, the oatmeal, the white breads, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so a lot of folks do have genetic mutations, um, with this specific allele called MTHFR and they're not, they're not, um, good at processing folic acid and things. And so, yeah, to your point, they they put a lot of the folic acid into these foods um, a long time ago. And people, depending on their genetic setup, it can really build up in their in their system and cause some some challenges. Um, So not, not only that, but, you know, all those foods break down to sugar pretty quickly. The ones that you mentioned anyway they don't have a lot of fiber and things like that. So they're really, um, really bad for our blood sugar. But, um, but if you think about things that are naturally occurring sources of folate, like leafy greens, you know, for example, then you can help build up that, that B vitamin in your body, um, without getting it in that more synthetic kind of form or that form that's going to like I said, build up with, with people and cause some negative, um, some negative problems and some more than others. Yeah. Like it's really interesting to think about like one piece of whole wheat bread, for example, is going to raise your blood sugar more than like a Snickers bar would Mm. because yeah, I know that's not on the topic of folic acid necessarily, but Mm -hmm. on the topic of like sugars and, and you know, the gluten and stuff like that that's in there. Um, because the Snickers bar doesn't have all that kind of starch, and it has some protein and some healthy fats in it, with like the nuts and, and stuff like that. So, or the peanuts—I guess they're not really nuts, but
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: anyway. So, I just thought that was really—that really blew my mind when I—I I saw that stat.
1: Yeah, that is crazy. So why not does that I'm
0: it? Snickers bars? But yeah. <laughs> You know, we've all True. been sold this bill of goods, like that we need to eat like six to eleven servings of grains a day. Like whole wheat yeah. is the way to go, and you know all of that. And that's not really the case.
1: Yeah, because on the the food triangle that they used to teach us in like elementary school, mm-hmm. like that's the bottom one that you're supposed to eat the most of.
0: Right. Yeah. Which
1: is pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I was, <laughs> as a
0: dietitian too. Um, yeah. And so learn a lot of that a lot of that, you know, is promoted by uh, big agriculture. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's what's good for agriculture and for the food, um, big food companies that are lobbying to the, the government. Yeah, um, how about so the, the health systems?
1: Like, how the, of- I guess like the government, I feel like they the almost try systems. to filter people in. Yeah, they almost try to filter <laughs> like they tell I mean, I don't know what they tell you to eat on like CDC. Do you know what it is?
0: so like now it's the, my plate. Um, so it's yeah. not the pyramid anymore. It's a, it's a plate. Right. And gosh, I haven't looked at that in so long cause I'm so far from recommending anything that they, <laughs> that they have to say, but yeah, yeah, it's still, grains are still high on the list and so mm-hmm. is dairy. And so is, you know, um, I mean, they just, it's not, it's this whole idea that we can like standardize this a- approach For all the population and that's just not the case because it doesn't take into account anybody's individual needs and their energy expenditure and what's going on in their gut or their genetics or their environmental you know exposures so all that stuff's really outdated and not personalized and that's why like one of the reasons why we're in so much trouble and you know from a health perspective
1: Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So what is your opinion? Like, why do, why does the government do that? Like why do they tell us to eat these certain foods and not eat these certain foods? Like what, why do you think it's to almost feed the health systems? Feed the hospitals?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, personally, I think that they're all in bed with each other. So insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies and big agriculture and big food and the hospitals and all of that, it's all, you know, um, it, it, personally, I think it's, it's to keep us sick. Um, mm. it's not to empower us, that's for sure. And it doesn't have our, our health in, in mind. Um, cause you don't make money in healthcare, you know, or when people are, are well, mm. or when they're dead, you make it when they're sick, right? Exactly. All those, all those entities, all, um, that's what they profit off of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So 99% of the, the health care system, it's like in the hospital, giving you medication, all these kinds of things, basically to to keep you in the hospital or like in and out. But functional medicine is to prevent you from getting in the hospital in the first place. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Um, I think about functional medicine as being and functional medicine and functional nutrition are sort of used interchangeably, right? I'm a functional nutritionist. I'm not a Mm -hmm. physician, you know, but we're all sort of under that same umbrella where it's getting to, you think about conventional medicine, allopathic medicine as the medicine of what? So you come in and what is the symptom, you know, that you're experiencing? Let's give you a diagnosis for that symptom. And then let's give you a drug, you know, to treat that symptom or let's cut out that part and have a surgery, you know, if, if that doesn't work or whatever, but with functional medicine, it's the medicine of why, you know, so why did the body lose function to, to begin with and what can we do to restore the function to the body? Cause most of us, I believe it's a perfect design. You know, some people are are born with different abnormalities and different things like that, but most of the time, you know, we're, we're, we're born with this perfect uh, system and then it's the environment and our exposures and the different things that that we come in contact with that then our body, you know, gives out in some certain area at some point. It's all a message, you know, it's all a message to us. All these symptoms are just messengers telling us that something is off, that we have too much of something that we don't need, like different toxic exposures, relationships, stress, whatever, or um, that we don't have enough of what we need, you know, vitamins, minerals, protein, community, spirit, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I don't,
1: is that? No, yeah, no, that's that's exactly yeah. what I was looking for. Um- Life,
0: for real, and nutrition, you know, is a huge piece of what we do every day, right? Mm. Like, so in, in the functional medicine kind of paradigm, we have this tree that we use as a, as a diagram, um, that kind of represents the body. And so like in the leaves are things like gastroenterology, cardiology, um, you know, endocrinology, all these different specialty areas. So if you have a gut problem, you go to the gastroenterologist, if you have a heart problem, you go to the cardiologist, whatever. And so you think about the leaves as like the symptoms, right? And then in the roots, um, are things like nutrition, sleep, you know, gut microbiome, relationships, exercise, you know, all these things that you do every day, all of your life from the time you're born to the time you die, right? And that's the roots. So if you have a tree that's browning in the leaves, you're not going to water the leaves, right? You're going to water the roots. And so that's what I help people with is, is understanding those different um, exposures and what are they doing you know in those different areas uh and try to improve on those areas and then the tree or the body gets stronger and can flourish and, and thrive
1: that makes sense yeah it makes a lot of sense so how about um supplements like pre probiotic my bad <laughs> and probiotic mm-hmm. um what do they do to the gut and what, what supplements do you recommend
0: yeah, so I think probiotics are awesome again for most people, unless they have some overgrowth type of situation or something like that. Um, but I prefer if people can get probiotics. Yes, taking a probiotic pill or, or you know, powder or something can be helpful. But it's also about getting the fiber in the diet to feed the bacteria, right? So they can thrive and, and proliferate. And so that's why fermented foods like like crowd and kimchi and some of those ones I mentioned can be mm. even more beneficial than actually just taking a, a probiotic, you know, as you work on improving your diet and your work on your servings of vegetables and fruits and beans yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and prebiotics are also important, you know, so there's another kind of area some of those ones I mentioned earlier, like again, you know, um, artichokes and asparagus and, jicama just to name a few are things that help um feed like they have resistant starches in them and so they can feed uh feed those different bacteria in there to make things like short chain fatty acids and and different components of the gut that we we lose over time and that we um sometimes we're not even born with like if we're a Mm c-section baby for example a lot of times we don't get you know all that good flora from From mom. And so, um, and then we're exposed to these pesticides and different things in our foods that act like antibiotics and take antibiotics and all these different things that make the bacteria, you know, disappear or um, don't allow them to grow. So I think that those things can be helpful for improving gut health. Other supplements, I use a lot of supplements. It just depends on what I'm trying to accomplish. But I think about some of the, some of the ones that are usually foundational for most people would be like vitamin D, um, you know, fish oils, uh, magnesium, Mm -hmm. B vitamins. Um, you know, so those are some, some go-tos that most people really need no matter what's going on. And then I target it, uh, you know, specifically for what I see, like on their lab work or whatever they're, their symptoms are, whatever their diet's like.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. What's your opinion on uh, Athletic Greens? Have you heard of that one before? Yeah,
0: I, I have heard of Athletic Greens. I think that they do a good job because they they have a wide variety um, all in one, right? So it's a multivitamin, multimineral. There's probiotics, there's enzymes, you know, um, and all those things. The last time I looked, uh, I don't think they were using organic ingredients in terms of their, um, the plants that they had in there. So the fruits and Mm -hmm. vegetable component of that, which I, I question, you know, and I, I think that they make a lot of money. So it seems like Mm -hmm. they would maybe gravitate that way, but the Mm -hmm. last time I checked, it wasn't that way. And so I, I kind of frown on that because, you know, then what do we know about the pesticide exposure or the molds Mm -hmm. or whatever might be in that product? I definitely think it's, um, it's an easy way for people to get that stuff uh, that they're probably not, you know, a lot of people are not getting in their life. So it's probably a step up from what a lot of folks are doing. So in that veil, I support it. Um, But like personally, if I was going to do, so I I take a greens um, powder every now and then and I use um, Organifi. I think Mm -hmm. Organifi does a great job because it's all uh, organic. I think that's important. Yeah, And then sure. not everybody needs the enzymes and the probiotics. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times it can be helpful, but it's not always a, a necessary thing.
1: Yeah. Um, is there any uh, brand in particular that you highly recommend? Like they use all natural stuff. Um, they test their stuff, all that kind of good stuff.
0: Well, like for the greens, um, I, I use the Organifi greens juice yeah. and the rose juice. So that's one of the things I supplement. Yeah. Um, I have, there's a company called Terasol Organics that has a lot of other kinds of powders like superfood or, you know, um, powders that you might not be able to find those kinds of fruits like readily available. Mm -hmm. So if you can get them in that concentrated powder form, that can be really helpful. Um, trying to think what other, what other ones do I recommend? I mean, I'm, I'm usually trying to advocate for people to, to get it as much through their food as possible, but, uh, but yeah, those are some ones that I, I would point to.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So how did you get into all this? Like what inspired you to, uh, start doing this in the first place?
0: Yeah. So I was always really fascinated with food and nature, um, just the colors and the textures and the smells and the tastes and, and all of it, you know? Um, and I also knew that I wanted to help people in some way and I didn't really know how I was going to combine that. But Mm. when I took nutrition, I it really lit me up because I thought, wow, this is, this is so cool. I can not only help myself to be healthy and I can help others to be healthy. And I started to learn what this food can really do in the body, um, and is, have such a a reverence for it because it's, it's, it's so powerful. Um, and I also had a little, um, passion about psychology and stuff and wanting to know why people do what they do. And lo and behold, you know, there's a lot of psychology, uh, around what people eat and why they make the choices that they do Mm -hmm. in that, that realm. So, um, so yeah, so then I, I found uh, dietetics um, and it was a beautiful blend of putting that all together. And um, after I did that for a little while, I realized like I needed to do some uh, I needed to do something where I could not just explain to people what was going on in their body and what this food would do or, or not do, um, but how to how to actually apply the things the recommendations that I was was suggesting or that their doctors were suggesting or whatever. And that's where the coaching, um, certifications came into play so that I could, could help people walk that out and really take the time and hold that space for them and, and understand, um, what their particular roadblocks were and also how to keep them accountable and celebrate them, you know, and pull out their strengths so that we can, we can utilize those and, Mm. uh, in their life.
1: That's so important. Yeah. I love that. So do you have your own journey with like your own gut health where like it, it was bad in the beginning and then you kind of transformed it?
0: Not really. Um, yeah. I, I, the only thing that I would say that changed in my health, cause I've sort of always been on point in my, in my nutrition, you know, for as long as I can remember, I didn't grow up that way. I grew up eating like, you know, uh, ABCs and one, two, threes and, mm. you know, stuff, I mean, the best that my my mom could, could do for us and stuff. Um, we didn't really have that knowledge, but, but I did for a long time um, eat the way that the food guide pyramid, you know, suggested, cause that's what I was being taught in, in school. And so I ate a lot of uh, wheat bread. I ate sandwiches a lot. Um, I drank a lot of low fat dairy and all that stuff. And when I started to learn um, more about about those foods and about the body, um, and I cut those things out of my my diet for the most part, one thing I did notice is my brain. I I didn't realize I had brain fog, but it, and I didn't realize I was so fatigued. But then whenever I cut those out, that was really what uh, lifted for me. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. You know, I have a lot more energy, um, and yeah, I can think more clearly and. Mm. and do the things I want to do. Um, but yeah, I never really had a gut health, uh, situation necessarily. Um, I just started to learn how many things tie back to the gut and it just made sense for me to, um, you know, to specialize in that because I can help a lot of people.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. So do you have a, like a process that you take your clients through? Um, so someone comes to you, they're having issues, they want to get them solved. What's the, what's the approach there?
0: Yeah. So, um, the initial, so I offer complimentary, uh, 20 minute phone calls if people want to understand more about how I practice and they want to ask me questions and kind of interview each other sort of to see like if it's a good, good fit to work together. Um, Mm -hmm. And then if they do decide to move forward as a new client, I have a 90 minute uh, initial intake that I do, um, which is a lot longer than you know, you're going to get in the conventional medical system. It's a lot longer than I was spending with people when I was working at the hospital, because you've you got to get to know them and know their story and understand where they're coming from and their history, what they're willing to do, what they're ready to do, um, what they're doing currently. And so we talk about all those things. I have a, a fair amount of paperwork that they they fill out, and then I kind of fill in those gaps when we when we meet and um, think about what their goals are. And then um, a lot of times we'll do testing, so we'll do te- like stool testing of the gut microbiome, or I'll do blood testing or other kinds of testing to figure out, you know, where the imbalances are, or um, if I they're telling me about their symptoms. You know, um, it's it's my job to try to figure out how those things are are connected and then what we want to look at. Um, some people do come to me. I would say a, a good amount of my population actually are people that didn't get help through conventional medicine. And mm-hmm. so they'll come to me with a whole slew of, of lab work, you know, that they've already had done. Um, and so I give them my thoughts about those things. And then a lot of times it really isn't comprehensive enough. And so talk about what else we might want to look at. And then we do that if we're going to order labs and then um, set that up and then they come back and follow up on that lab work. Or, um, you know, I I also will put them on some sort of, you know, plan to to reach their goals with a couple different things, like maybe some supplementation, definitely talking about how we can clean up their diet or optimize their their diet. Um, and then if they have some concern, like maybe sleep or something, or they're not moving at all, or they mm-hmm. had a really stressful relationship or job, like or I'm going to key in on that and see what is one thing that we can do, you know, to start improving that area. Um, and then they'll come back whenever those labs are are back, and we'll walk through what we see there, and then make a protocol based on what we see. Um, some people choose to see me before the labs come back so that they can you know depending on how much education they need how new they are you know mm-hmm. to this whole way of of thinking about their life and their body um they might come back in a week or two and and talk to me about how it's going on those those couple goals that we've we've discussed so we really just try, I try to personalize it with the, with the client about what they need, what their budget, you know, allows for and how much they want to really invest and get going, you know, on these things. Some people don't want to do it as, as quickly, and they would rather, you know, kind of spread it out. Um, some people are more interested in, in getting going and getting the support and, and again, celebration and accountability. Um so people see me more often, I would say, in the beginning, and then as time goes on, you know, and they feel more empowered, their symptoms are decreasing, right? Then they see me less often. Um, so it's 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 kind of personalized. But I, with like my digestive clients, you know, I, I usually try to set the expectation that they're going to see me for at least six months you know, and then as time goes on, maybe less. And some people, you know, really get on it and their body really responds well and they don't need as much coaching and, and help. Some people really do.
1: Yeah. And you do this all online, so they don't have to leave. They don't have to come to your office or anything like that. Or do you do office as well? I do both.
0: Yeah. So I see people actually all over the world, um, which is really, um, awesome and, and beautiful through, through something like you know this this video platform, um, mm. we have a, I have a HIPAA compliant video platform that we use, and then um, and then I have an office over off of Preston Road in in Dallas for those that want to come in in person. And again, we can do the lab work in the office too if it's like blood work that we're doing, if it's a stool test or something like that. I can um, I send them home with that, and I also if I'm working with somebody that's not in the vicinity. Um, there's a lot of things that I can send them testing and they can do like, you know, blood spot testing or they can go to a local um, lab and get the labs drawn and then the labs come back to me. So a lot of times we can we can make it work. I've even worked with other providers, you know, for folks that have, maybe they want to use insurance and they have a, a primary care doctor or somebody that's um, forward thinking and is willing to run some of these labs that we want to run. Um, I can also help them know what to ask for, and then they can ask for those, and then we can, um, and then we can go over those together.
1: Perfect, too. perfect. Yeah. So I saw uh, something that you posted on your Instagram story, and it said, "Your purpose is not the thing you do; it is what happens in others when you do what you do." What does that mean to you?
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I thought that was so powerful when I when mm. I read that. Um, because I think it's, this is how, that's one of the reasons that I know I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing is when I see the life change in people, when I see the light bulbs go off, when I see them really feel, you know, that they can, so many people I think come to me really defeated, you know, um, defeated from their health challenges, defeated from, you know the things that they uh, surround them um they've been on a lifetime of medications and and different things like that and so when i can help them to to break free and really realize their power you know inside their power and their choices the 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 inherent you know um divinity that they have right and bring that out um i think that's just such a such a beautiful thing to, to witness and experience. I, I, um, I just, I want, I want more people to have a taste of that. And that's where the, when I, when you're reading about my little handle that says like, restore your, you know, your freedom, it's, it's, that's what I mean. That's restore the freedom from the bondage of having to see these doctors or having to take these things every day or having to feel this way all the time, you know? Um, mm. And I get to partner with them and really help them see how they have all this within them. And they always have, you know, it's just, I can, I can help them bring it out and, and, yeah. and see it. So, yeah. So that's, so the purpose is less about like, you know, I, I don't want people to walk away from me and say like, wow, she's really smart, you know, but I don't know what she's talking about, or I don't know how to apply this to my life. Um, I would, I, I, I love whenever they can see that, that they can do this. And, 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 and then when they feel better and they realize that they really have all this potential um, that they can unlock. I, um, I just, I don't know. I get excited about that because I think it's really special. And I think that we're all, you know, I think we're all born with this as an original blessing. And I think that, um, that it's, it's powerful to be a part of people seeing that for themselves.
1: 100%. Yeah, that's beautiful. Do you have any uh really memorable transformation stories? Uh something with your client?
0: Um yeah, I've had a few. Um let's see some of the more recent ones. So, I had a gentleman that had been on a asthma inhaler for like all of his life, terrible, terrible allergies. Um that was where his main problems and oh, and his liver was really hurting a lot. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have any other GI symptoms. He didn't have any other symptoms, pretty good energy, slept good, you know, looked lean and all that. Um, and within a month he was able to get off his, all his allergy medications. He was taking like two a day plus his asthma inhaler. And he just had all this congestion and sneezing and all this stuff. And within a month that, uh, that went away. Um, that was really miraculous. Um, I had another gentleman that was on five different medications, psychiatric medications, and by changing his diet around, he didn't even take all the supplements that I had suggested. He just changed his diet and he was able to get off of all of those things within, I don't know how long it's probably like I want to say maybe like six months or something like that. It was, yeah. you know, over several months, but he was mm-hmm. weaning it down with his, um, with the psychiatrist that's in our office and together um, we were able to do that. And I think that's beautiful. I've had people that are on, um, you know, injectables like for autoimmune stuff. So they're on biologics like Humira and and whatnot, things they have to to take every day and nobody ever talked to them about their food. You know, it's like nutrition is should be the first line therapy, but it's often the last thing that anybody ever talks about, which blows my mind in in the gastroenterology field. Like, you know, so anyway, these people have these gut problems that turn into autoimmune diseases. And um, and when we we really clean up that environment, they can they're not beholden to these these drugs anymore. And I just I, I love that. You know, I just, I think that really, that really lights me up and it helps them obviously from a finance standpoint, from a, you know, um, a a lifestyle standpoint, how they feel. Um, those are some, some ones that come to mind. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's another big part of my population is just people that want to get off their medications or they don't want to start taking medications um and so i can help them do that and i'm really passionate about that
1: yeah i can tell that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so um where can people find you if they if they want to reach out and you know possibly do service with you or just check it check it out where can they find you at
0: yeah, thanks. Um it's gabriellegrandell.com, so it's g a b r i e l l e g r a n d e l l.com and then I have that same handle for all my social media um sites so Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. And you can also call uh 817-715-0512 and we can set up a a complimentary um free phone consultation. If you'd like to talk more or if they'd like to talk more about that. Um, but there's a lot of information on my website, um, about like previous things I've done. I, I put out, um, blog posts and things to learn more about gut health and and Mm -hmm. overall wellness. Um, yeah, those are, those are the places.
1: Awesome. Uh, my final question for you is: uh, Where do you see all this going in the future? What, what's like the the dream, the ultimate goal?
0: Mm, so I think I'd like to continue to um, to expand the the virtual aspect of of things, so that I can serve more people um, around the globe. Um, I would also like to see myself doing more like um, speaking engagements and and reaching more people that way. Um, and then maybe do some sort of uh, like program, you know, some gut health program or or something like that, where like a course of some kind that I can build and um, again, can touch a lot of people for maybe less resources. And because um, a lot of people have a lot of the same, you know, similar uh, challenges. Yeah. And so, yeah. And maybe some more group, group programs and things like that.
1: That's awesome. Well, it was great having you on on the show. Um, you're changing (laughs) lives guys. If you guys want to change your health, go reach out to Gabrielle. Um, she could change your life literally. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. And, uh, we'll sign off.
0: Thank you so much. So glad to be here and talk to you.
1: Awesome.